0: Christmas, I should say, because it's still Christmas season it's still the holidays welcome into our PHOI Phillies podcast we've got Tyler Zuli, myself Renee Washington and this is not Jamie Lynch guys this is Devon Givens who's who's filling in Jamie is all for the holidays Devon's joining us on the show we already gave him all the warnings and disclaimers yes um, and we're excited to have you here because it's great to have a chance to talk about the holidays Correct. Christmas was so fast and thank you all that are tuning in to us and joining us whether live here in the chat make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button make sure to join the conversation give your Merry Christmas greetings and everything or if you're listening back on podcast platforms because we've been waiting this time of year The countdown I started the countdown um let's be honest I started the countdown last year but on the show I officially started the countdown about 31 days ago and uh <laughs> I've been counting <laughs> us down to Christmas and I'm sad to say Christmas came and went but it's still the holiday season Devon yeah. I believe in from Thanksgiving all the way to like January 15th you celebrate the holidays. Okay. That's so a, new a little one. different. I know Tyler's not like that. <laughs> how was Christmas for you? I know you did double duty yesterday. It's yeah. been a busy time for you, but how was Christmas?
1: Yeah. First, Merry Christmas to you and to your family and Tyler, of course, um, and everybody out there. Yeah. I I was... Um, so yesterday, I hung out with the kids, and that was great, <laughs> my three daughters. Aww. So had a chance to hang out with them, uh, little guy, all that great stuff, it, it was fantastic. They wound up uh, doing their thing after I had to leave mm-hmm. to do Eagles at four o'clock with Bo, which was fun. Quick pregame, watch the Eagles, do postgame with Bo after that weird football oh. game that we all witnessed, and then I did Sixers. Uh, Also, so yes, that was my (laughs) that was my day, but it was fun to be here. I'm not, uh, and I'm accustomed to doing things on Christmas Day with being around the Sixers for as many years as I have been, and them having Christmas Day games. So it it all worked out well. It was a pretty fun it was a pretty fun day. But now I am excited to be here with you. It's the first time I get a chance to work with you. I have Philly's thoughts because during I was unable to do anything mm-hmm. while they were in the World Series and making their I mean, pardon me, their playoff run, making their run to the World Series. So it, it's good to be here to talk about this. And I got to get my Eagles takes on Monday, get oh, my yeah. Philly's takes on this Tuesday, which is a Monday for a lot of people. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Christmas was good, though. It was good. Yeah,
0: it sounds like basically you have a lot that you've been holding back on. You're ready right, to unleash and share. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we'll definitely get into that today. That so I'm excited to hear your takes on the Phillies because uh, it's it's always interesting to me when we have a chance, whether it's a guest or someone like yourself join the show, and we all are kind of saying the same things. And we haven't talked about it. We're not talking about this, you know, backstage or whatever mm-hmm. you guys may think. Yep. This is us just being on the same page. Uh, but in terms of Christmas, what a what a fun day it was was. Uh, a little crazy on the sports side. I mean, the Eagles, and I know you had your chance to, to talk Eagles yesterday, and I've been ranting and raving with my family. We were watching all the games still going from channel to channel. We had the TVs going. Uh, hopefully the Eagles can now officially make some changes. It's week 16. We're still seeing the same issues. We're still seeing issues with the blitz, third down conversions. We're still seeing issues with turnovers. And we're still talking about the same things. But the only thing that gives me a little bit of, I guess, a little bit of optimism is it's not just the Eagles. 49ers lost. Cowboys yes. lost. We know yeah. the Dolphins even lost to the Titans weeks ago. So it's not just the Eagles, which makes me, optimistic that it's still anybody's season this year yeah and anything can happen
1: anything can happen but the issue that I do have with the with the Eagles when you compare them to the teams that you just named yes those Uh. other teams they did lose but this has been going on basically all season even when they were undefeated everyone was saying they still haven't Mm -hmm. played their brand of football they still haven't played that complete game not necessarily a perfect game but a complete game and now we're starting to see it with losses and we're starting to see it with personality things on the field, on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Nick Sirianni and, and Hassan Reddick mm-hmm. yelling at each other. And yeah, he can he can say what he said, which was, hey, this is this is a, a very, very emotional sport. Yep. This is what we do for a living. And that was nothing. That was absolutely nothing that happens all the right. time. And I know it. You yeah, played oh, at a high sure. level. I know it. It happens all the time. But the optics of it, just because of what the season has been. No it's crazy that we're talking about an 11-4 team in this way. Mm-hmm. But these things are happening maybe at the wrong time. And that's the issue with the Eagles. They can still mm-hmm. get it together, as you talked about. But yesterday, I thought, it was a start of getting it together where they can continue to say to each other, Hey, this is correctable. That was a mistake right there. Mm-hmm. That's something that we can clean up here. That's not a big deal. But no, you had arguably your best player on the mm-hmm. team and A.J. Brown leaving and not speaking to the media yet again, <laughs> simply because he said
0: he's got nothing nice to say. He has
1: nothing nice to say
0: again. Again. So,
1: <laughs> so uh, that, you know, that, that's, you that's,
0: know, I'm going to take your thoughts and I'm going to raise you one better because I got into this with my, my family we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. And when I first stood out there, they're like, no, no, no. And I was like, no, but listen to my reasoning. I take this all the way back to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it was the offense. Jalen Hurts and the offense did great last year in the Super Bowl. It wasn't their fault. The The defense struggled. Then you Mm -hmm. coordinators later, new pieces added in, and now it's both all three phases of the ball. Shoot, look at the start of the second half. So it's to me seems like we've been making excuses. We've been hearing the same excuse, even for us talking about the Eagles, Mm -hmm. myself included. I admit that I've been doing it of like, oh, you know what? It's early, or when they were undefeated, they're still undefeated. They're still winning. But after a while, it catches up to you when you're not making making adjustments and this is why when we get to our Phillies wish list later I'm going to have the same type of thing because to see the postseason last year for the Phillies be the same as this year just like last year for the Super Bowl for the Eagles is the same as what we're seeing a lot of especially defensively this year it's a concern to me that Nick Sirianni and the Eagles have not made adjustments and now it's catching up to them and even with an a win yesterday was an ugly game and you cannot look at that game and be like oh this team's gonna win it all no sixes on the other hand you know, it's a very long season. I like to say, like that it's it's in phases, it's in waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, without Joel, Joel Embiid, I wasn't ex- I was a little interested to see and was uh, curious of how they were going to play. And Tyrese Maxey struggled, of course, from the field, especially with a seven-point performance. But I like the fact that we're seeing Tobias is playing better. We've seen Tobias have streaks. And recently, the streak has been hot, where we see him demanding the ball more, being more aggressive, attacking the basket, more involved in the attack, getting more touches. So I'm, I'm optimistic about the Sixers right now, uh, yeah. and the Eagles, I cannot be as optimistic. But all this to say, my Christmas was great. <laughs> Sal, yes, Devon's taken over because he's he's like, listen, I've been ready to talk sports with A you lot. guys, and here I am. I'm locked in. A lot. Um, And yes, Vincent, Vince, it's weird. I said Vincent, but Vince. Uh, hello from from back in the other room. Listen, my Christmas was great. We watched Christmas movies. No Hallmark movies, actually. I prefer to watch my Hallmark movies by myself.
1: (laughs) Really? Because not
0: everybody likes them. And I don't want to hear all, like, so Hallmark movies to me are like an unwinding thing. Like, I have my glass of wine. I might, the other day I was wrapping Christmas gifts. Oh, this was so bad, guys. With the Hallmark Wrapping Christmas gifts with my glass of red wine watching hallmark movies and i was tearing up and i'm like what is wrong with me this is it was embarrassing it's so bad it was so bad but you, but you just I could shared admit it, it with all these people but i could admit it That's because okay. I'm, a, I'm a i'm an adult and i can admit that sometimes i tear up but yeah we watch some christmas movies so in the morning i was i talked about this last week we start early like we were actually like wake the kids up because we all sleep over at my parents house and just like when we were kids, we used to all, as kids, we would all sleep in the same room. Me and my siblings have a big slumber party the night before. So basically it's the adult version of now okay. in our in other rooms. Like we each have a room in my parents' house. So we're like, wake the kids up. They're they're my niece is about to turn two in a couple of weeks. My nephew just turned six a couple of weeks ago. So they're at they're at a great age. It's like, all right, it's time for them to get up. It was like seven o'clock. Wake these kids up. Let's open these gifts. Wow. So o'clock. eight o'clock is when they finally got up. And so in the morning, it's gifts, it's breakfast, it's all the all the Motown Christmas music. Music, all the vibes, you know, Temptations, Jackson 5, Mariah, Donny, you know, all the music. And then the afternoon when game starts, music goes down, and it's it's all the it's all games. We're watching all the games, and then I like it. You know, we were playing some board games while we were watching games. I lost in every single board game, guys. It
1: wasn't your year. That's all. Every, that's And okay. in 24
0: hours, I got mopped up. Because I'm
1: sure you dominated in years that's prior. What, that's
0: what they were saying. They're like, you know what? Finally, we turn. beat you. Because yeah. I was like, wow, I came. We started Christmas Eve and did it Christmas Day also of games. I lost every... We played like dozens of games and I lost every single game. But it's fine because I... You know what? I did my usual Tyler. I'm a terrible sport, Devon. And they were like, good lose
2: <laughs> <laughs> Renee's out here flipping tables see I was I was telling you and wait,
0: it was bad because I have to add this one last thing guys yeah. and what's up Mark and Santiago I had to add, add this last thing my six-year-old nephew and niece they they're like my shadows you know I'm I'm the fun auntie you know when I'm there they're all over me they 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 love everything I do they mimic it so I'm sitting there like fussing and complaining because I'm losing in cards And my nephew's like, nay-nay, it's okay. You know, it's just a game. Just Mm -hmm. try, try again. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and then my mom and sister were like, look what you're doing. Look what you're showing your nephews. I was like, all right, it's Mm not, everything's fine. This is fine. We're having fun. It's okay to lose.
1: Well, see, first, where where you (laughs) lost me is the 7 a.m. start. (laughs) I'm just not waking up at 7 a.m. My, my, my kids you are older. You get the
0: whole day, though. That
1: it, I, I, I will get the whole day <laughs> when we wake up and get started. So they allowed me to sleep in a little bit until 9, so I was happy about that. Ooh. They were up about 6.30, 7 o'clock. But okay. They were just laying there relaxing, and then they finally got me up. And we have I have rules you gotta brush your teeth first. Oh
0: Lord! Even, even as
1: old as they are now, you gotta brush your teeth first because I'm just not getting up talking to you with with our teeth, <laughs> you with don't our say mouths Morning dirty. breath. Yeah. No. And the,
0: and the crust and all that. We're not doing <laughs> that.
1: We're not doing that. And it, it's just not. So Christmas
0: jammies in your house? Yeah. Okay. I didn't we're all this year, to... but
1: we are. Yes. Okay. We are Christmas. That's a must. Christmas jammies. They make sure that that's still a thing. Uh, Hallmark movies. No. But we will go in and watch some movies. Like, for instance, before we turn the games on, I think we had Home Alone 2 on as one okay. of them. So, yeah. I'm
0: pretty different on Home Alone. First of all, Mark, love the fact that you also enjoy Hallmark movies. So yes, yes. That,
1: that's, Is that your... F- that's, my, that's like my brother. That's okay. One of my best friends. And he does watch Hallmark movies. And he does not that. care who knows. He just shared it with everybody. I love that. And I will not. I'm like, seriously, you're this right now. Guys, they're not that
0: bad. They're awful. Listen, I'm even wearing my Hallmark sweatshirt. They're awful. I don't know if you can uh, <clears throat> take a nice look at that.
1: Yes. Yeah, she is. And <laughs> see this. See, this is gonna have me going to rant, folks. About I don't even know who's on the Hallmark channel. I can think of. Ugh. I can think of three names. That I know appear on whether it's Hallmark or Lifetime, right? Because yeah, similar
0: TV One has some, BT has okay. some. Like there's other channels are trying to you but know see, copy the Hallmark where, way. Where
1: where I, where I would go is <laughs> all right. Let me get Lacey Shea Bear. I think her name is from Mean Girls. She's on a lot of these. Yes. Then, then Vivica Fox is now stoop. Well, that's all she can do right now. <laughs> uh, no disrespect. And then you have uh, Mario Lopez, who I can't stand. I do not like, I like Lacey Chabert, she's fine. I do not like Vivica Fox, I never thought she was good. She had a couple, you know, good runs there. Oh, we can do this, we can do this. then I can go on my Steve Harvey rant. Then
0: oh, no. T- Fox.
2: Well, time so for you to go. You need to understand something, <laughs> yeah. Renee. We have an hour today. Me and Devon used to have four hours <laughs> together most nights. And
0: Tyler These is bad enough. You're, yeah. I was, These listen, rants were
2: something. I always
0: yeah. battle Tyler enough because his birthday's tomorrow, and I'm like, what yep. are you doing for your birthday? It's your birthday month. You're supposed to do something all he's a, December. He's a chill
1: birthday like I am. He, yeah, yeah, and you guys are very similar with this. Yeah. So you're so,
0: not on the Hallmark train.
1: So then I go to Mario Lopez, and then I just lose my mind. And, you know, he did the uh, Colonel Sanders, whatever channel it was on. It was just ridiculous. (laughs) But I just can't get into those movies. In the past, I had to watch those movies and then got away from that. And I even thought in that moment they were bad. But you had to just bite the bullet and do it. And then eventually I was like, I'm not doing this anymore because these are really, really bad. They're awful.
0: Listen, Hallmark Channel, awful. if you need somebody to help promote your channel, I will be that person.
1: I will promote it. I
0: have, and actually you for Christmas, me. my, maybe <laughs> for Christmas, my family got me some Hallmark Channel stuff. Like I got a new yeah. mug. So thankfully I didn't get the mug in our white elephant gift exchange because I got a nice Tumblr. That's, that's cool. A Hall- I'll br- I meant to bring it in today, but I still got my, my pink one. I'll bring it in another day. I got some Hallmark, like channel bingo. I know Vince had told me about it before. And ironically, my family got me like a bingo book for Hallmark movies. Uh, I love it because it's the one thing in this world, one of the things in this world that is predictable. I think it's, I think it's, it's all mental for me. And now that I'm saying it, at all, I'm like, this is p- probably pretty sad. But working in sports is hectic. It's exhausting. It's a lot. It's a lot of long days. Sometimes you don't know how long you're gonna be there. You might get into overtime. You're, and not even just working. Even as a sports fan, you have letdowns. Looking at like the Eagles Seahawks game, that last minute of the game probably got some gray hairs from it. Mm-hmm. Like you never know what's gonna happen. Okay, life in general, time is just flying. Look at us. I mean, we were talking about your your girls earlier before yeah. the show. They're they're grown. They're not little kids anymore. Time no. is just flying by. But Hallmark is the one thing. Okay. For me, it's like that consistency. I, I, I know don't what I'm going to get.
1: I, just, just. I know
0: how long I'm going to be there. It's going to be an hour and a half, 2 hours. It's going to be fluffy. I might shed a tear. I'm going to be <laughs> cheering for the show for the main character. I'm going to love the fact that in 3 days they're going to fall madly in love. I even watched the Hallmark movie. Here's one for you. With time travel, where they the, the mm. man and the woman were in to- like seventy years apart in, in time, but she was time traveling. They fell in love, and he decided to uproot his whole life to live seventy years later to be with the one he loved. After having one whole day with her, he went wow. and fast forwarded seventy years, left his whole life. And look, but like those that's things thats real to me, for
1: a lot of people. So yeah. I, I can't sit there and knock the, <laughs> I not start. I can't knock the plot because that storyline. I know there, I'm sure there are a lot of people who feel that way. They look back and they're like, ah, I messed up on that one. I missed out on that one. You miss out.
0: You might find somebody and fall in love in four days in a small town somewhere and decide to leave your big corporate job to go. It doesn't. doesn't. But listen, I know Axe Monkey, you're you're talking about your Philly's wish list already. Santiago. Santiago is one of um, the people that always is inviting me on dates and everything. Uh, Yeah, Santiago just
1: told me to move my laptop so I can protect myself. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm good though. I mean, you can't really tell how it's positioned, but I I got you.
0: It's the camera angle. Yeah. Um, but listen, you guys, as you're here, let us know what, you, what your thoughts are on Christmas movies, because that's where we are. It's December 26th. Tomorrow's Tyler's birthday, so we'll be doing some birthday-specific things. Mm-hmm. But today, we're focusing on Christmas a little bit. Uh, so I hope everybody's had a great Merry Christmas and has had a chance to enjoy some downtime, enjoy some great movies. I like watching different—there's so many Christmas movies that come out. I was just watching one with Ludacris the other day. I did Dashing see. Dashing through the yeah. Yeah, snow, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. So, you know, it's not just Hallmark movies. There's other Christmas movies that you can watch as well. Absolutely. But there's also some great merchandise. So, what I love about the holiday season is holiday-specific sweaters, overalls, hats, me... you know, whatever it may be. And Foco is the place you can go to take advantage yeah. of being able to rock some great Christmas merchandise. Now, over at Foco, they have holiday themes, whether it's the overalls, the hats, the slippers, tumblers and mugs, they've got sunglasses. They have so many things for you. So, head over to FOCO, use that code PHLY10, get 10% off. I know I posted on my social media um, the Eagles, it's a Phillies thing, Eagles Kelly green sweater. It's supposed to be an ugly sweater, but it's not that ugly in my opinion. And uh, that was right from FOCO. So, definitely head over to FOCO, take advantage of all the holiday deals that they have, and also take advantage of our code PHLY10, gets you 10% off of your merchandise, whatever it is you're looking to purchase. All right, Devon, I feel like you were about to...
1: Yeah, I was going to tell people because it is Tyler's birthday, and while FOCO is a great gift, maybe I want to get Tyler some tickets to an event. Maybe the final home game of the regular season for the Philadelphia Eagles, taking on hosting Arizona and the now former defensive coach coming in where he's probably going to get booed uh, on Sunday. But you do that by going to game time, buying tickets to your favorite events like a Philadelphia football game. Shouldn't be stressful at all. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater. See, not just sports. You can also go in other places as well. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting... Hyped for all the fun you'll have. Maybe you want to jump into the new year and look ahead a little bit and say, okay, I may not be able to get it right now, but again, last-minute tickets. You can get images of seat views, flash deals, and those last-minute tickets. <coughs> Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Get images, once again, of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you do arrive. Buy by Tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you don't, don't, never have to dig through your email. It's a pain in the butt, Wi-Fi going to the place mm-hmm. wherever you're going. You might not connect, and then you're like standing in the line looking like a crazy person there. Guess what? Easy. You don't have to dig through your email because it's right there sent to your phone on the app. Tickets make great holiday gifts. As Renee said, January 15th. That's, that's the family side. <laughs> January 15th, so you still have time to get some tickets for your loved ones. Snag those tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. <laughs>
0: Listen, um, while you were doing that, and yes, I was one of those people that did not use the time app because my parents have season tickets and my dad is old school and just sent me the tickets. He at least emailed them to me, um, I should say. So they weren't the printout that I normally get when I went to a Sixers game. And I was fumbling in the cold out there, trying to look cute. And I had to look for my tickets See? and couldn't find them. And the Wi-Fi was janky because there's a million people there at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, Game Time app does really help. But while you were also doing that, Tyler was tapping away like a, a mad dog over there. And I was curious what you were doing. And apparently Tyler decided to put together a whole Hallmark Mad Lib.
2: Wow. that's mad-,
0: mad Libs used to be so much fun, by the way. And I considered trying to put one you. together. They were great. I considered trying to put one together for the Phillies, and I didn't have the energy to do it. But now I'm feeling inspired again. Maybe I should do it. So, Tyler, what, what are we supposed to do with this?
2: So here's your, uh, your Hallmark movie ad lib for 98% of the Hallmark movies ever in existence. Person from, insert small town, moves to, insert large town, and has, insert corporate job that is hectic.
0: Wait, it's per- usually backwards. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Move I'm sorry. St- I'm sorry. Let me let me let the story finish. My so bad. They,
2: they moved away. I'm jumping right? ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, person <laughs> goes home for the holidays and re-meets old friend who is now does insert small town job and they are dashingly attractive now. Person from large city falls in love with person from small town and quits big time job to work in insert second small town <laughs> job.
0: You forgot. There's always. There's always some sort of a, a plot twist. There's
2: a conflict at some point. Because
0: usually the, the corporate person's there to, like, shut down the family business or to, <laughs> like, somehow tell people, like, lay people off. Like, Insane. there's something that they've been sent to that small town to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why they end up getting mad because, like, how could you not tell me, Joe Schmo, who's now extremely handsome, that I've known ever since I was five, And now I'm upset with you and I'm going to go back and not talk to you for like two more days. And then all of a sudden I'm going to get like this Christmas magic that makes me realize, oh, wow, you're the person I love. And then the the movie always ends with a kiss or like the Christmas tree lighting or something like that. Yeah. Well, there's also been some other Christmas magic that's happened, guys. And it's not just in our households. It's also with Jose Alvarado. And I love this because we first heard about Jose Alvarado in the postseason in terms of his family situation. And I remember being in that moment kind of surprised because it was casually just dropped into the broadcast that Jose Alvarado hasn't been with his family for a couple of years. And Santiago, no, I apologize. I'm not coming to Arkansas anytime soon. But maybe. um, She's not.
1: She's just not.
0: Maybe for Jose Alvarado and his family, shifting back to that, maybe just maybe it was a little bit of Christmas magic that helped them out just a couple weeks ago as he was finally reunited. Now, Jose is the guy, he's making friendship necklaces for everybody and bracelets, and he's Mr. Lovable. And I feel like he's such a nice guy. You saw him in the clubhouse with tequila bottles and he's always bringing just a big smile to his face. So mm-hmm. when I casually heard during the broadcast in the postseason that he hasn't been with his family, he's been trying to get them to be able to get their, um, documentation to come from Venezuela it was heartbreaking and then it was heartwarming a couple of days ago to hear that he finally got to spend Christmas with his entire family his dad his brother and one of his children have already been living in the states but now his mom his sister and his other two kids have finally been able to come from Venezuela and I know he was saying uh he's telling Major League Baseball's um outlet you know the different stories that were coming up, but one of the art, the quotes that he had was this christmas is going to be very special it's a christmas that i've missed but it's the christmas i'm going to get it's just going to be a beautiful day for my family now that we're all together and i i just love the fact that after you know, hearing about two years that he's been without his family and they've been actively fighting to get them here and had to split that finally they're reunited. You have three girls. He's got mm-hmm. three kids. One's been here. The other two have been back at home. I can't even imagine what that's like to finally have your family all together in the same area code and be able to see them and, and hug them and talk to them and be with them.
1: I remember one specific moment. It was a screenshot after... I don't know if it was the uh, the clinching at, at the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't remember <laughs> what point of the season it was towards the end there, and it, there was a, a screenshot of a photo with him hugging emotionally. I believe yes. it was his brother at that time and the story was was t- talked about and it was sad to hear because while you look at these athletes and you say they have everything they couldn't want for thing and they have want for anything they have all this money and and so on and so forth there oftentimes there are these little things that are going on yep. which is a big thing to them that also may prevent them from doing their job the mm-hmm. way that you expect them to on the field of play whatever it is on the court on the field on the ice that that can really throw them off. Yeah. So with something like this, it was really cool to see to to finally know that they got their all their documentation, mm-hmm. visas, whatever they needed to to get over here and hopefully it's something that will have them here to stay going yeah. forward because yeah. this is his profession. He he's going to be here a while. He he's not exactly. going back to his home country maybe to play baseball for a long time mm-hmm. in terms of not being able to play in the major leagues anymore. So this is pretty cool to see this to see the family reunited to to have that and to be able to spend that time with his kids, with his 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 sister, yeah. his mother, and all all of the family that he was able to share that time with, that is a pretty cool story. Yeah. Pretty cool story, and, and it, he seems like a really cool dude, like does. you said, making the friendship necklaces for everybody. Probably around, I think it was like June, May or June that, that really started, and, and I believe that's when he was on the um when he was injured, and he was on mm-hmm. on the uh, injured list there, and. He just started doing something to right. to, to his time a little bit, and he started handing them out for their respective countries and and all of that. And you saw people, fans in the stands, buying them for wherever they get got them exactly. from because it was a cool look. And even when they were wearing them for other teams, I'm like, did they copy that off of Alvarado when he started and doing they did. that? But I mean, look, baseball, <laughs> baseball, baseball players have the best neck chains, necklaces of all time. Anyway, I don't even know what they, it's like. They get their stuff from. totally different than the other athletes but that's a whole another topic but he seems like a good guy and this is a great story in terms of his family being back together for Mm -hmm. the holidays got it done perfectly i'm sure the phillies helped out to to help this make this happen and and it's 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 a cool thing
0: yeah and i i love this because as we're talking about cheesy hallmark movies this is honestly an example of Christmas magic, and look really, at, and in look real at, life. Look at
1: Kirkering, Ryan Kirkering, with his dad yes. being in, you know, you see that. You um, see these stories, and this yeah. is the thing,
0: as you mentioned, that's such a great point, Devon, about, like, so many times people get caught up, and I'll use, well, any, you can use any athlete. You look at them and you're like, gosh, I want I want this lifestyle. I see them. They have all the flashiest chains and they're flying all over the place and they've got all this money and they ink these big contracts and deals. At the end of the day, they're still human. And a lot of these athletes have had to make major sacrifices to be successful. I even think about like my own brother-in-law, He actually just went back to see his family for the first time in years Mm -hmm. they his his sister lives in paris his family lives in congo and he came over to the united states to play basketball played actually locally at drexel and he just went back to see his family between you know the last it's been like eight nine years since he's been home but between the pandemic and other things he wasn't able to get home And, and even around things that happened in government As we all know, it wasn't so easy to just travel in and out of the country. And there are so many stories like this where you just don't even recognize or realize that these people are dealing with Major, major sacrifices like Jose Alvarado, because you see him smiling and you see him happy. Meanwhile, he had bought a, a house for his family. I, I believe it was down in Miami. He mm. purchased a home for them. He had already been like putting things together for them, but the missing piece was them to physically be here and all the money in the world, making a run of the World Series last year, making a run of the NLCS this year. And something he's mentioned was I just wish my family was here to enjoy this with me. And I can only I can't even imagine, actually, as someone that's very close to my family, what it's like when you look around the clubhouse and you look at your teammates and they're celebrating with their spouses and their kids and their families there. And you're there holding a picture. And it just it's it's heartbreaking to hear. But I'm so happy that Jose finally has been reunited with his family. It's a Hallmark movie. It is literally a Hallmark movie, guys. It is. Look
1: at at what Mark sent me. He said, show Renee that. (laughs) watching hallmark right Wait, now Wait,
0: which movie i feel like i recognize that i movie. don't
1: know i don't know Some <laughs> but jose movie. alvarado
0: is literally <laughs> in the plot of a hallmark movie yeah and there are so cool. many of these especially i mean baseball let's just look at baseball how many baseball players they're not born and raised in the united states maybe and they're coming from a different country but it's not easy to just uproot your family no. there's documentation as we know the United States is not the easiest to travel in and out of in general. It's not, a, it's not something as simple as, oh, I got you know, signed with the Phillies, let's move everybody into Philly. No, there are other things that, are, that have to take place and it, it's not a quick process. It takes years for that to happen. So to me, it was like, this is just one small reminder of the bigger picture of what so many people miss of the fact that so many of these athletes have made sacrifices or even a Christmas Day game. You're not home with your kids if you're playing on Christmas Day. Let's say you've got babies. And little ones, you're not there with them. Maybe now Robert Covington, I saw doing his Mm -hmm. uh, gift gift unwrapping with his daughter on the plane. She's a toddler. Mm -hmm. Like you're having these special moments, but you have to modify them because those of us that like to sit at home and watch Christmas Day games need our fix of sports. And that means someone's got to go to work. But overall, happy for the for Jose and his family and for this Hallmark movie to come to life.
1: Yeah, it is pretty cool. And he's a staple here. He's going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Someone that performs very well out of that bullpen. To have his family here, again, maybe that's something that eases him even more going forward mm-hmm. with the job that he does, knowing that that's one less thing on his mind that he has to worry about when he's in these big, big time pressure moments in a game, which he thrives in and comes into these games and closes them out. Maybe this is something that will really Mm -hmm. take him to another level of already a very good reliever and something that he can really, really thrive to be one of the great relievers in the game.
0: Yeah, and I want to clarify I know Santiago, apparently we're having a fight here Now, uh, it's what's happening with our relationship Our fake relationship Um, It's not easy to travel internationally We're we're family
1: here, so If if I'm speaking for you, I'm shooting Yeah, it's not easy at all It's not not easy, and
0: I can say this from experience As people close to me, like I said, my own Brother-in-law who dealt with this, but I know others as well It's not easy to uproot First of all, living, having to get either Green card or any paperwork, that takes a very Long time, and if you don't have a passport even it's not it's not an easy thing and so i want to clarify cuz i'm sure somebody else is going to listen back to the podcast and be like what is she talking about like we take for granted how much we can get up and just go you know, what if you have somebody that's sick? What if financially you're not in a good spot? And yes, even with professional athletes, doesn't mean financially their families are in a great spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, what if you don't have a passport or a green card and so you can't just relocate to a whole other country? There's other factors that come to play because they are still human and still have to deal with the same things. And I feel like Jose Alvarado's story is such a small snapshot into the fact that, okay, even as a major league baseball player, as talented as he is, as much money as you may think he has, he still is dealing with the same a lot of the same issues. That the quote-unquote everyday person has to deal with,
1: yeah. So you, you it's or know, he, oh, he knows what's going on in his mm-hmm. home country. Maybe there's something happening there. To your point, yeah. the money might not be the same there, but when he come here, he can give mm-hmm. them a little bit more here in the states and a better better way of living, possibly. Yeah, yep. depending on what, what things are going on. But it, it's it's um how much do you think something like that would factor in to the mindset? Of the athlete. Oh my
0: goodness. I just, th- that's the thing. These are the types of factors that whenever an athlete is going through a slump or playing really well, it could be the opposite side. You, there are so many things that could be contributing to that. Mm-hmm. And someone like Jose Alvarado, you know, as much as we will talk about everyone's ERA and statistics and stuff, sometimes he might just have an off day because he misses his family. And, and we didn't even know that. And that's what, again, as we're talking about, like this has become a perspective conversation of like bigger picture things. But in all seriousness, athletes are human. And having an off day, Tyrese Maxey has seven points and everyone's like, oh, Joel Embiid's not playing. He shot terrible from the field. What's going on? Maybe Tyrese Maxey is just going through something personally. Maybe he's not feeling well. Like there's so many factors. So for someone like Jose Alvarado to have his family back here and have one less stressor in your mm-hmm. life that you have to think about. now you could maybe focus more on baseball instead of focusing your attention on how can I get my family here and have them be able to be at games and have them be in these special moments so I think it's going to be huge for him I don't think he's going to now come out next year and be perfect but I think it's going to allow him to be a little bit more focused on baseball because that's one major part of his life that he's been able to alleviate that stressor from
1: that's a little teaser for later little teaser for later ding ding
0: ding. well also around the phillies uh, during the holidays this this time of year as we talk about family things look different year to year and i know we were talking about specifically for me with my niece and nephew i now understand okay my niece for example she's about to be two Mm. so she understands christmas a lot more she was going in on some wrapping paper Paper. and over for, for the rest of the phillies there's a lot of baby—it's a big baby boom right now. A lot of guys that either recently had kids um, or someone, you know, maybe they're pregnant. Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, their wives are, are pregnant Stott. and expecting. Bryson Stott had a baby November 4th. Little Braxton Stott, he actually posted on his Instagram story a picture of him and his family, and it was so precious. Look at this. They're, they're standing by the tree. They've Look got the that. dog. The babies. Uh, his significant other has the baby I don't know if I think they're married now right I don't know either way I um, think they're the,
1: engaged I think they're I, engaged I don't, I don't, I don't know.
0: remember. For, significant other they're she's together. got yeah they're, they're together, together. Um, she's got the baby on her they've got you know it's just I love these moments Merry Christmas from our little family for those that are listening on podcast platforms it's Bryson Stott and his family posted by the Christmas tree you know for a lot of these guys the holidays look different year to year for Jose it's being reunited with his family for mm-hmm. Bryson Stott it's knowing I've got a little Brax Who's a month old, and by this time next year, Braxton's going to be tearing at wrapping paper, too. Correct. So I love these moments to be able to see. Okay, how are they? You know, how how are the holidays going for everybody else? Because it is very special to see. Uh, also, something special to, that's going on before we get into our wish list on the West Coast is the. Otani Yamamoto watch is in full effect, guys. This is now, fun. Now, <laughs> Shoei Otani and, and Yoshinobu Yamamoto are going to be completely on everyone's radar for every day for the next years. Let's just, let's, just, let's just take it for what it is. So I've heard so many different stories coming out. One was that Otani actually gave Joe Kelly a gift because Joe Kelly... Gave up number 17 for Otani and was saying, you know, he actually was saying, the only person I would give up this number for is Otani. His wife actually had a whole campaign his wife Ashley Kelly, which is an interesting uh double first name name now. That's all right. Gave I know it's fine, we'll let it happen. She married into it. Ashley Kelly actually put together a whole O take seventeen campaign to try to encourage you know encourage and see push she and threw sway. the number in there. And she
1: knew exactly and what And it I was. like it.
0: And it was a whole hashtag Devon. Mm-hmm. A hashtag OTAke 17. She knew what she was doing. So then Otani decides, you know what, Joe, you're such a great friend I don't you didn't ask for anything specific but here's a here's a porsche here's keys to and and somebody showed up to his house this is what there there was a video it's a beautiful car showed up to his house and said it's yours he wanted to give you a porsche I'm so broke I don't even know if it's porsche or porsche because I've heard people say both (laughs) but he gave this man a whole porsche
1: now he gave it to him or the wife because when I saw it Okay, I thought it was Te- for Ashley, not him, because she was the one, as you but, said. But you know, what's yours is mine, hashtag, right? Yeah, um, you know, yeah, you know, that's her gift. That's not, her. Not gift. when it
2: comes to the Porsche, it's not.
1: I as, don't know. as long as, as long as Otani got the green light from you saying, hey, you know, go ahead, you can get my wife something nice gift, whatever. It
0: was. It was technically that for was her. a nice gift. Yes, very nice. Very and nice. listen, Joe gets the gift of saying and he's got when a roster Ohtani spot gets...
1: he's got a roster spot for the rest of his career as long as Otani's on that. Bingo. roster. Bingo,
0: I was gonna say now Joe gets the ability to say when Otani gets like inducted to a Hall of Fame. Like I gave my number <laughs> to a Hall of Famer, we shared the same number. I'm he's you know, I helped him be, be more comfortable coming here. Yeah. And now his wife Ashley can say and I helped him here to, here's my keys jingling to my new Porsche as a result of it. I mean, I love that. I love that. That was
1: a cool story. That was
0: really cool. And, and
1: again, the way I saw it was <laughs> lie, it was, it was, was for cool. Ashley, it wasn't for Joe. Joe, he probably gave you know, you buy the you buy the number, number one, and then you go and purchase the car for the wife because the man just got six hundred million wife, dollars. Happy wife, so happy life. It's all good, right? It, it's not a problem. Mm. Six hundred million. You Porsche, he probably didn't have, probably got a deal on it because <laughs> he's working with Porsche now. We can go Porsche, Porsche, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. That it was, was and, and her reaction, it was genuine. Yeah. she had no idea. She had no idea. Even if it is his car, she's driving it more. That's let's why be, it's her let's car. Let's be clear about that. That's why it's her car. So, and she should. It was a cool, it was a cool gift. It was a nice idea. Um, And again, he's going to have a roster spot as long as Otani is there for, as long as he can get away with it just because of, uh, of this, but... Yeah, how disappointed were you? How close did you think? And again, I watched you, Jamie, Ty. I watched the show. How close did you really believe Yamamoto was to coming here?
0: Not that close. Not that close. I mean, listen, the fact that Yamamoto's name was thrown in, I mean, I'm sorry, the Phillies' names were thrown in for Yamamoto as one of the seven teams gave me a, uh, like, 2% sliver of hope. And they were tears. We saw there the, were tears. Yeah. But to be honest, I wasn't at all uh, thinking that Yamamoto was going to be able to come to the Phillies because they couldn't afford him. I know the Yankees actually came out and said, there was a report that came out, they decided not to match the Dodgers winning $325 million bid for Yamamoto because they thought $300 million was right. They also didn't believe anyone should have a bigger deal than Garrett Cole. And then they also just felt like they you know, they offered enough with the opt-out for him. They offered him five years, but not a $50 million signing bonus. Um, because They just didn't want to offer more. And I don't think the Phillies even offered near $300 million. We talked about it on the show. like We're probably, the Phillies... Our guess is that they probably offered around 225, 250. Like something that's respectful but not at all going to be able to keep up with what yeah. the Dodgers offered. Not to mention the Dodgers also of course had Mookie, Freddie, Shoey all involved in the pitch.
1: Los Angeles.
0: Los, right? They had Kobe involved in, you know, a, a nice Kobe tribute there and stuff. And then on top of that, now we saw Otani and Yamamoto out for dinner because here's the here comes the paparazzi. Following them for every every move. We're going to get updates on where they get their hair cut, when they go to the dentist, where they where Otani takes his dog that he finally named. So the two of them did go out to dinner, and they went out in L.A. for a nice meal with celebrity chef Nobu Matsuhisa, mm. if I said that correctly. Okay. Um, and that's out in Beverly Hills. And look at them. Look at that. Devon, this is basically me and you. Like, we need to go out and have a nice... <laughs> we're basically uh we you know on that. the same level of yeah. you know hanging out in beverly hills i don't know if
1: anybody's gonna take a with picture with a celebrity chef i don't know if anyone's you know, gonna take a picture but you know we can now, yeah you we, know why we not might have some why not we live that life you know just
0: have a celebrity chef right here there's a lot here in philly five-star celebrity chef dinners tyler is you as well oh, maybe we're cool I'm, enough to be on that level of I'm, otani and Yamamoto. 100 percent and I'm, and they didn't have to pay it for a, a thing. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I think not. we're we gonna we're gonna, like, you we're gonna probably that's have it. to pay. That's all you you just you give tip. a nice, pretty tip.
1: No, but look, you saw it right away. Uh, uh, Otani going to as if he wasn't in Los Angeles already, uh, but he goes to the Rams game. Like that's he, what I said
2: too. <laughs> oh like, my god! They're like, oh, show, show, show hey. Yeah. Okay, but the, the y- breath you of LA, already, and he's like, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying?
0: My only defense for that is because the Angels and Dodgers, that's like the Clippers and Lakers. Yeah, but you were still. It's not the same. But he was the he was
1: arguably the best player in the entire state. So it's not it's not like again he was playing for the the lesser team, but he was there and 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 he's he could he had the opportunity to get those same free tickets to go to the Rams game. He just didn't, or uh, get the Puka Nakua jersey. He just didn't
0: out there throwing like he he listen.
1: He shouldn't be throwing, sh- right? He, no, he, he should not be. The, yeah. He should
0: not be. But listen, he's on an L.A. tour like he wasn't already in L.A. Already and in I East. don't understand that fully, but apparently because the – and I know even Rob Parker when he was on the show was saying the Dodgers are king for L.A. They're the team. But that still doesn't make sense to me. If I'm <laughs> Otani – Right, but if I'm Otani, I'm kind of feeling some kind of way about that. Like, it took me... It's like somebody going from the Clippers to the Lakers, and now all of a sudden you, you treat them like they're from L.A. It's a big deal. That's a huge... It, it is a huge it's deal, a but it's deal. like, but what about when I was right here with the Angels? I wasn't getting the same treatment. It's a big deal. Now he can go to the Lakers <laughs> I don't Laker know. Games. I think about it kind of like... I don't know. Something feels... It feels like the dating world. Something feels a little off about it. Now like, it, now that I've yeah. leveled up, now all of a sudden you can... Treat me with, yeah. you know, the red now, carpet treatment. Now
1: Magic Johnson is going to get you those right. tickets to the, to, to the Lakers mm. games because Magic is the part owner. Did he have to sell any piece of that with the Dodgers because of the Washington football? No, I don't think so. So uh, he, yeah, he can, now yeah. he can get you those tickets to, to, to that game because of the fact that you're playing for his Dodgers now. You know, Man. you can go to the Lakers and sit courtside
0: now, and even though see. he probably did it at some point. Insane. Well, you know where else you can go to maybe not get uh, the chance at courtside, but at least get that five-star treatment. That's over at Rocket Money, because Rocket Money does a fantastic job of alerting you on your finances. I'm a huge fan, as I use Rocket Money myself. They give you notifications for anything that's happening with your finances, something suspicious, refunds, subscriptions, and they also do a good job of helping you just manage your money. And especially as we're in the holiday season, and we've spent a lot of money on Christmas gifts and just expensive dinners, whatever else you're spending money on this holiday season, Rocket Money can help make sure that you're managing your money well. So they are a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. They monitor your spending and they help you lower your bills. And what's better than that? Well, maybe the fact they've also helped over 5 million users that they've helped save an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. They'll go in, they'll negotiate, they'll co- they'll contact any of your subscriptions and, and do the work for you to help get them canceled. And, of course like i said they'll just help you manage your money. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subs- unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/phly. Again that's rocketmoney.com/phly. rocketmoney.com/phly. You will not regret it as you have a chance to put more money back in your pocket and manage where your funds are going. Alright well as we near the end of the show and We are also nearing the end of 2023 guys uh, Crazy we are less than a week away That's right because my countdown is still on for 2024 We are less than a week away So with that I think it's a great time for us to get into our Philly's wish list
2: I'm looking and forward I'm to this I'm
0: excited for this because I'm not big on resolutions Like my whole thing and I know I talked to Tyler about this And Devon I'll f- fill you in too and for everybody else I'm big on like words of you know what you want to be like in twenty twenty four? you know, I'm not just gonna say I want to go to the gym four times a week or mm-hmm. I want to eat you know, salad every other day, which none of those are happening. Mm-hmm. But I like to be <laughs> like like this past year, my words were consistency and intention. You know, I like to put out those words of affirmation of what I want to do next year. And so I believe in manifesting things. Well, let's manifest some things for the Phillies. Of course, okay. with the hope, I know none of us have to say this, but I'm going to just say it for those of you that can't read between the lines. Of course, our hope is all of these things we're wishing for will lead to the Phillies winning the World Series. That's the ultimate prize for, for let's you know, that's just what it is. So these are all things we want to see happen in terms of a Phillies wish list. Tyler Devon and myself have come up with some, fellas. I'm gonna turn it over to you first. Devon, I get I'll let the you honor. I get to go You get, get to go start us off. What is one thing that you're wishing for for the Phillies for next year? And honestly, for all of you guys, just a disclaimer. At least, well, I didn't talk to you guys about them. I don't know what your wish list items yeah, are. Yeah, you don't know mine. I don't know and yours. And actually, I don't know mine fully yet either. I'm just going off the cuff. <laughs> I'm <so>. gonna start.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I'll start here. I'll start with I'll start with Alec Bone because. Uh, Year number three, you you saw the jump that that both he and Bryson Stott took from their their previous years where, you know, young players moving on to the World Series and they contributed very, very well. It wouldn't have happened without them. They were very, very good. But you also knew that they had to take another step to make themselves even better, to make the team better, and to be a more consistent player. Bryson stopped moving from short over the second to accommodate Trey Turner jumping in here. And then Alec Boehm for uh, for all of the, let's go get this third baseman, Nolan Arenado. He wants out of St. Louis, so St. Louis is not doing all that well. Let's go get Nolan Arenado to fill that gap there at third base, even as, even as, as, as you see Alec Boehm playing some pretty good baseball mm-hmm. and having a much better glove than you anticipated over there on that corner. As good as he was, you also saw the struggles, especially in the postseason. Slumps happened in 162 games throughout a campaign. When you get into the playoffs, everyone's hitting. You're still going to go through a bad spot. <clears throat> you also saw it with Nick Castellanos again. He was rolling hot in the beginning of the postseason, and then he went ice cold, right? So with Alec Boehm, for me, he had, over the last two seasons, played appearances of over 550 at-bats, He's hitting for a pretty solid average overall for the Phillies, 280, 270, somewhere around there, and you just need to, to see that more consistently. But you also see, I think, need to see that jump with the pop <coughs> in his bat more specifically, more home runs. He had 20 home runs mm-hmm. last season. It was pretty good to see it, and, and especially at Citizens Bank Park, where it's a hitter's park, and a guy who bats, you know, righty and can hit over that short porch and left. That's something that I think I want to see Okay, where he improves his average, continues to improve with his glove over there at that hot corner and up his power game Mm -hmm. a little bit there to maybe add that to the lineup. Because at some point, at some point, guys are going to take a little bit of a step back. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, maybe even Nick Castellanos taking a step back. JT Romuto, maybe his numbers start to dip a little bit. So you need to get that from somewhere else. You need to get that production. I don't know if it's going to be from, from anybody in center field, with all due respect, because they're there more for their defense. They're at the bottom of the lineup. We, Alec Bone was so good for a good portion of the season that when they had to make those adjustments, Rob Thompson, he would put him in the cleanup spot or bat him third because of how good he was mm. or because of the struggles of others where he had to, he was maybe relegated to moving him up. I need to see a little bit more consistency from him coming into this now year three of an everyday player at that spot at third base. But again, in that lineup where the lineup is so dynamic, he is now a part of that dynamic lineup where you expect certain things. To where it became when he struggled, whoa, Alec Boehm is struggling here. And this is not what I expected coming into this point of the postseason. So that's number one for me. I'll get to my second one if we're going taking turns here yeah, that's my first I one like it. uh your I'll thoughts of course i wanted to hear tyler's thoughts on it as well because alec bone for me is a big one especially his power numbers for next season
0: i like it because it actually directly leads into one of mine uh, for me, it's to raise the middle for the Phillies. Um, I know a lot of what Dave Nebraska and Rob Thompson have talked about is, you know, we just expect everybody to be better next year. That's why we're, we're already running back with the same roster. Of course, as we're having this conversation, we don't know if there's going to be any roster changes. So I'm looking at 2024 as if the roster were to stay exactly the same as it is today. Mm-hmm. And for the Phillies, when you look at the postseason specifically, because the regular season is just to prepare for the postseason for as long as it is. To me, it, the issues that we had, and you talk about cold, bats and not being able to get on base and having struggles was because opponents had the scouting report out, okay, let's adjust our pitching to Bryce Harper. Let's change you know, things up with how we're, we're pitching off with Kyle at leadoff. Trey Turner had the ups and downs. But those next guys to me are what can help raise the bar. Someone like Alec Boehm, someone like Nick Castellanos, Brandon Marsh. Okay, how are you contributing that now opponents can't make it so easy of we just key in on Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber at, you know, the top of the batting order. We can – everybody else is going to give us, you know, the – the same types of struggles. So if you now are stepping to the plate and you're Alec Boehm or you're Nick Castellanos or you're JT Romuto and you step to the plate and you can deliver something, just keep the inning alive, get a hit, get on base, do something, to me that's where this team is gonna help take that next step because I just feel like it got so predictable And unfortunately, there were the struggles that we saw. Alec Boehm had, we remember him in the dugout throwing his hat, his helmet. We remember him slamming the baseball bat. He was frustrated. Nick Cassianos, after having a phenomenal start to the playoffs against the Braves, then against the Diamondbacks, uh, completely, completely could not even get a hit. I think had one hit, it was like all of the, the seven-game series. That's not, a, it's not okay. You can't have stretches where your, your guys just go completely cold. And I understand baseball is such an up-and-down sport, but you have to find a way to contribute something. And I know you've talked about it on the Sixers show. I know I've, We've talked about it with the Eagles. We've talked about it with every team. In sports, it can't just be your best guys are the only ones that mm-hmm. you can rely on. You're going to need, come postseason, everybody to find ways to contribute. Brandon Marsh, I felt like come playoff time against the Diamondbacks specifically, I thought he did well. I thought he was one of the guys. we were like, wait a minute, Brandon Marsh. He, he had a little more energy. He was giving you some good he, at bats. He can possibly have he more was, energy
1: than he already he, has.
0: I know, and he <laughs> but he stepped up, and it felt yeah. like everybody else—not everybody, but others—I should say—did j- not have any sort of presence and you need to give okay if you're not able to hit the ball that day can you make a big play on the defensive side you know can you do something that just helps your team to win games so I would love if if the Phillies do not even make another move for an outfielder piece or better at bat which I would hope that they do before the season begins or at some point before the trade deadline even the Phillies middle of the roster that bat that part of your batting order That's the stretch after you get through. You know, of course, we're going to assume Kyle's going to continue to be lead off. um, But scrolling through the rest of the batting order, you need more. You just need more. The middle has to be better. And Davis said it, but I'm hoping, Okay, what is what are you actually doing to get better? He said, like, we expect that they're going to have a complete season. Trey's going to have a complete season and not need to, you know, of course, have that ovation that helps him lift up his game. Let's have a complete season. But I want to see that consistency from the start. So maybe now you're not having a slow start like we saw in 2023 where they were under 500, you know, in the first 35, 40 games of the season. And it's like, wait a minute, you went from the World Series to losing a lot of games and completely a different team. So starting strong I think will help with that middle of the roster being at a, at a much better spot for your batting order, I should say. The
1: one guy I do trust in saying that with the middle is Bryson Stott because even if he doesn't get a hit, Mm-hmm. He battles. He does. You know, he ups that pitch count. And you need
0: more guys like that that are just gonna be he, able to battle and just make it so that pitchers, especially. Cause I'm talking more specifically on the batting side. Yeah. Pitchers specifically can't have to just key in on Kyle Bryce like that. That and can't turn, be it. Enter and, and Trey. And turn. Right. and tre- that. That can't be it. You need to have others that okay. When you step up to the plate, they have to. They have to be alert. And the Braves have that. You know, you the oh, yeah, first up and down. Five, oh, through you're like oh yeah. no oh no until, who's next, who's until, next? The,
1: until they face the phillies in exactly the postseason. so that's there yes, that.
0: thankfully so that's <laughs> where i would love the phillies batting order to just strengthen in the middle because you know like i'm not ex- i'm expecting guys like johan rojas or ryan kirkering the young guys uh, mick abel the young guys to just have to continue to learn but it's it's those middle tier guys if we're talking in tiers not just you know the 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 youth factor but they're not your superstars they're somewhere in between that if you can get more out of them I think this Phillies team is definitely going to be a, in a much better place come the postseason
2: all right well check us out just playing one right off the other right no off way. the other oh, because, like uh, the my, my, my my first one today uh, has to do with Brandon Marsh and Brandon Marsh only hmm. had 96 at bats against left-handed pitching in 2023, and, and, and justifiably so, his splits were terrible against left-handed pitching, where he hit 292 against righties and 229 against lefties, and he struck out 43 times in 96 at-bats against left-handed pitching. So here's my wish list for Brandon Marsh heading into 2024. It's a more and it's a less, and you go, Tyler. This no duh, but <laughs> th- there's a re- there's a justification behind this. It's more at-bats against left-handed pitching. You saw come playoff time that the the rotation that the lefty righty split between he and Christian Pache he and johan rojas does not work you need an everyday Mm -hmm. whether brandon marsh is going to play center field or left field to start the year you need him to be an everyday player so i need more at-bats against left-handed pitching and the only way you get more at-bats against you know any particular side of the of the you know any particular arm is to strike out less and I think that his strikeout numbers get lost in the numbers a little bit because you talk about Kyle Schwarber's high strikeout rate. Mm-hmm. Nick Castellanos struck out. You know when when, he, when Nick Castellano strikes out, they seem to come in bunches. Um, Brandon Marsh struck out 145 times last year. Like you don't you don't expect him to be a guy Man. like he kind of gets lost in the shuffle of the pop because he 's not a home run hitter, like these guys that either strike out or hit home run type players that Renee you talk about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He struck out one hundred and forty five times last year that 's thirty point five percent of his total at-bats ended in strikeouts. And it, it's due in large part to the fact that it's 43 strikeouts and 96 at-bats against left-handed pitching. So my first wish list in 2024 is for Brandon Marsh to get more consistent at-bats against left-handed pitching. But the only the only person who can dictate Brandon Marsh getting more at-bats against left-handed pitching <laughs> is Brandon Marsh. Yep. And so uh, that strikeout number needs to come down. And so that's how that scale balances. When the strikeout number comes down, the at-bats go up because uh, Rob Thompson's going to have more trust in you as an everyday uh, outfielder, whether it be in left field or center field. So uh, my first wish list is, is a little bit more consistency in that lefty-lefty matchup for Brandon Marshall. Mm-hmm. Any, any, like
1: any preference defensively, center field or uh, left field? I think
2: defensively, I'd prefer him to be in center to start the year because that means so
1: that you... So As good as Johan Rojas was, yeah, he scares me a
2: little bit. And it, he's
0: not going to be He's not going to His gonna speed start is
2: outrageous the, But Yeah you know. He's going
0: to He's going to start off season in, in the
2: season I think you're right I think he probably yeah. starts the year yeah. In Lehigh Valley And because of that I don't envision them acquiring a center like a starting center fielder but i still do hold out a little bit of hope that maybe they go and get a Mm right-handed left fielder um to be not an everyday starter but closer to it and that allows you to start brandon martian center this player you know player x in left Mm -hmm. and johan rojas can get consistent at bats in triple a until they feel that he's you know marketably improved at the plate
0: yeah i know dave in the chat is saying you want to see Marsh full-time and left. Uh, welcome in, Dave, by the way. Happy holidays to you. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, as, as, you're, as we're thinking through, there's a lot, a lot of things that are very minor. And that's what's exciting about this group. It's not major the changes needed. The lineup is good. Yeah, the it's lineup very is good. minor things that we need to tweak. Uh, so, with that, Devon, I'll let you go back to your next one. Uh,
1: we go back to Jose Alvarado, but not him, mm. solely him, the rest of the group. Because okay. of the entire bullpen, Craig Kembrill, he's gone. Thank so he's not your closer. <laughs> uh, but it's more, it's more of a collective group thing here from uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, and so many others. Orion Kirkering, where does he fit into all of this? Of the back end of the bullpen. Because throughout the season, yeah, again, there are 162 games. So when you blow a save here, you blow a save here. You win so many games that, yes, those are the ones that really stand out. However, when you get into the postseason, everything is really magnified Mm -hmm. because we are all sitting on the edge of our seats, biting our fingernails, doing our rituals for superstitions, everything, because, oh, they're driving me crazy. Now you got to bring this guy in where I'm a little afraid because the other guy, I can't put him in this spot. So as far as the bullpen, I just need them to really... Find their roles and find their roles where it lasts, if possible, throughout the entirety of the season. Craig Campbell was really good in the first half, and then he really wasn't in the second half, and especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And that, that can't happen for, for this team. You have too many good arms in that bullpen, and you need to add a few more pieces. Maybe you can never have too many arms in the bullpen. But when you have your guys that you expected them to have a specific role from years back to where they are right now, Sir Anthony Dominguez, when they were in that World Series when he was like, okay, he's the closer. He's going to be the guy. Things happen, and he's not. Jose Alvarado, similar thing. But he was the one that I trusted the most coming down the stretch, and I was even still afraid of him from time to time because of just you know the type of pitches he throws with the speed and the velocity. Oftentimes they can get lost in the dirt. They can hit you know, the backstop and get past JT Romuto. Mm-hmm. But they, for me, my wish list is to just secure the bullpen once again and find their roles consistently at the very end for, for the Phillies in their, in their bullpen. So that's, that's where I'll go. That's my second. OK,
0: we are again on the same page a little bit here really? because I'm going with the starting okay. pitching okay. as an area that I'm hoping. And, and, and of course, the bullpen as well. But, you know, I'm not going to repeat exactly no, what you no, just no. said. No. But I, the bullpen is definitely one area. But in terms of starting pitching, I know Dave Dombrowski, uh, in terms of the pursuit of someone like Shohei Otani or Yoshinobu Yamamoto, as pitchers have been on the market, has openly been saying, you know, we're not actively feeling the need to go after any of these superstars, or especially big-name pitchers, because once Aaron Nola was signed to stay with the Phillies with an extension, um, with a new contract, I should say, now we feel like we're good. You know, we'll give Zach Wheeler that extension. We've got Aaron Nola here. Uh, Hopefully Zach Wheeler gets that extension. I'm manifesting that as well. And we feel good with our starting pitching. So with that being said, if... The management side feels good with the sta- the starting pitching. I would like to see more from the starting pitching. If this is the group you're going with, you didn't feel the need to go out and try to compete with the offers for Yamamoto around that $300 million, $325 million, then we need to see improvements in a lot of ways. Now, Tywon Walker is the most obvious one. Com- could not see him in the postseason. Couldn't even throw a pitch in the playoffs because they didn't feel comfortable with him. At one they point felt he had like the in best the positioning. For the
1: starters. Right, in exactly. The
0: yeah. and, and, and and that's the crazy part. At one point, and Techno on paper did have the best record, but his ERA and stretches of the game, uh, especially in just how he wasn't able to start strong, was a concern. And for Taiwan Walker to have on your roster, but be the lone guy on the roster that could not even step foot out there during the playoffs is a problem. So I know they said, and according to the quotes that have come out from what Davis said and Rob has said, things are fine with Taiwan. They've had good conversations with him. He's got the right mindset and mentality. He's just working on getting better. And they expect him to be better next year uh, after having, a, as you mentioned, a 15 six record, but 4.38 ERA and the ERA. I remember we looked at Tyler before um, in certain stretches of the game was just completely a, abysmal and not okay so Taiwan Walker has to improve Ranger and Christopher Sanchez have to be able to give you more we know what we're getting from Zach Wheeler we know what he brings as an ace Zach Wheeler hands lights out honestly after that I, I w- could be optimistic and say Aaron and Ranger and Christopher and Taiwan are going to be better, but I. But what does that mean? Are we going to have a Rav fourth inning for Aaron Nola at any stretch? Are we going to have? I <laughs> mean Ranger dealt, inning, with, Ranger dealt with Ranger dealt with injuries. Are we going to see a nice full season of Ranger? I understand little injuries will happen here and there, but are we going to see a full season of Ranger being healthy? Christopher Sanchez is one that really you felt like the the work that Caleb Cotham and and the staff have been doing with Christopher Sanchez has paid off but 3-5 record three four four ERA and Christopher Sanchez was was a guy that you saw late obviously brought in okay what does a full season look like for him mm-hmm. so there's a lot of question marks and that makes me optimistic but also very nervous at the same time because there's still so much we have to see from them before we even get to bullpen arms You know, what are your starting pitchers going to bring outside of Zach Wheeler that we're not going to have the same issues we saw postseason where we had the drop off of, you know, uh, pitching at one point you're holding the Braves so they couldn't score a run. And then all of a sudden you're just giving out runs like Oprah's giving out cars. You can't have (laughs) this this change in your pitching. It starts with the starting pitchers. It definitely ends with your closers and whoever you're bringing in as relievers. But overall, pitching arms need to be better. Because as we know, that's such a big part. And that is the one thing that the Phillies have as an advantage. One of the things they have as an advantage that going into this upcoming season, regardless whatever other teams do, the Dodgers bringing in Otani Yamamoto, the Braves continue to be the Braves, the Rangers, the Astros, whatever anybody else does, the Phillies have one of the best pitching groups in the league. But can they bring that every single game or the majority of the games and definitely come postseason? I hope so. Yeah, that's uh, my goal. That's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to starting pitching in 2024 being the best in the league for they, the Phillies.
1: They have to figure out that contract with him too.
2: Uh, Wheeler. I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got you've got Aaron Nola signed. Let's get let's get something figured out for an extension for Zach Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Tyler.
2: Yeah. So you brought up, uh, you know, some of the back end of the bullpen or the back end of the rotation guys and, and the one that I'm, I'm targeting the most. Do you guys know what happened on uh, May 13th last year? by any Chance? So on it's, a, it's an arbitrary date in the 162 game season but do you know oh what happened wow, Tyler. Do you know what happened on May 13th last year? May 13th. I like weirdly
0: feel like I remember that date.
2: Do not. Uh, I do not. So on May 13th Ranger Suarez made a season debut. He missed, all of, he missed all yes. of April. He missed the bulk of spring training. Um, and, and you could tell it took Ranger Suarez a little bit of time to find a groove. The, 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 you guys know how much I rave about Ranger Suarez. He's yeah. one of the guys that I enjoy watching pitch because he knows how to pitch. He's mm-hmm. not the guy. He, his average velocity is about 92, 93. He doesn't have that wipeout slider or devastating changeup. But the thing mm-hmm. that I rave about Ranger Suarez is he just knows how to pitch. He's right. not a thrower. He's a pitcher. He understands pitch sequencing. He understands how to work backwards to guys that may be, you know, right-handed power hitters that know how to overpower 93 and and you know stuff like mm-hmm. not wipe out stuff. It's why I rave so much about Ranger Suarez because the when the moment is big, Ranger Suarez is cool and calm and collected because he knows how to pitch. Uh, what I'd love to see from Ranger Suarez this upcoming season, um, and this is out of his control, unfortunately, because you can't predetermined injury mm-hmm. is as close to 30 starts as possible yeah. last year he made 22 and the ERA was at 4.1 two years ago he made 29 starts and the ERA was inside the th- was was below four it was at about 33 um, Ranger Suarez is a groove pitcher and you're gonna see him maybe struggle in spring training because he needs to get his groove and you need to get your you know your your, your, your legs and your wind um, mm-hmm. but the one thing with Ranger Suarez that I think would bode extremely well is a healthy offseason and a spring training where he can, you know, kind of get his timing back and right. Because Ranger Suarez is a paramount piece to the Phillies' success because he's a Swiss Army knife come playoff time. Yeah. He's the guy that you can start comfortably and he's a guy that you can use out of the bullpen if you need comfortably as well. Now, mm-hmm. that kind of piggybacks with Rob Thompson and you gotta let Ranger Suarez work a little bit. yeah. But I understand that, you know, the, you guys also know I'm a big believer in, in high leverage outs and sometimes you just gotta go to your guy that throws 101 and just let him cook. Um, but I think Having a healthy, ready to start the season Ranger Suarez and a Ranger Suarez, again, you can't predict injury, but barring injury and missing substantial time, getting close to thirty starts, I think is super, super important to this Phillies team, especially because you were talking about Renee Taiwan Walker. You know I don't trust him.
0: No, I And know. if None and, of, man, it's and, hard and, to and trust, and if
2: <laughs> if we're talking about Christopher Sanchez, he was awesome last year. He was like an unsung hero for this Phillies team. It's a guy heading into year two. There's often you know, talks about mm-hmm. things like sophomore slumps and things like that. If Christopher Sanchez takes maybe a, a slight regression step, which is, is possible, again, he's another not soft tossing, but he doesn't throw overly hard left handed pitcher who needs to rely on his spots and his stuff to, to kind of get things done. Mm-hmm. If Christopher Sanchez takes any sort of a regression step, I think that you really need 30, as close to 30 starts starts as possible from
0: Ranger yeah. Suarez.
1: Yeah, he's the key. Yeah, there's yeah. three guys you really trust. He's the third. Yeah, oh, for bottom sure. line. For sure. Bottom line.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you had two or three actually, but um, I it's I had
2: two. Okay. I okay. Two. I also, uh, I figure I should probably turn my mic on. I also <laughs> had two.
0: <laughs> Listen, I have a long list, but it's fine because that's pretty on brand that you guys have two and I have like ten. But I think the biggest <laughs> thing that we're all hitting on is definitely one: we need a, a, a nice, healthy. Close, like you said, Tyler, we can't predict it. Injuries happen. It's part of sports. But it's close to a healthy rest of the offseason and, and then throughout the season for this roster because you look at last year, Bryce Harper... Uh, Rangers, so many different guys that you had missed a major, a big bulk of the season, especially the start of the season. So that sluggish start that we saw from everybody uh, can be contributed to that. So I'd love to see a strong start from the Phillies. Everybody as close to healthy as possible. You know, Zach and Aaron started off the last like last season in the first 10 games or so around a 5 ERA that they started in the first 10 games they started individually. You know, you're starting pitching, have a better start to the season. Your bullpen arms, let's see what Orion can do early on. Let's see, okay, Mick Abel, different names that we've talked about in terms of prospects and the young guys. Let's see what they can do. And then hope that the, the – oh I almost said the Eagles. But pretty it's pretty on brand actually for that too because it is like the Eagles. Hopefully the Phillies, much like we're struggling with the Eagles, can make those adjustments mm-hmm. and make sure that come – end of this season, we're seeing better Phillies baseball. I don't want to have it mirror what we've seen from the Eagles where now we're in December and it's like, oh shoot, we're almost at the end of the regular season. We're not feeling too great. And we're just going to hope that things will click in time for the playoffs. Well, hopefully things click before the playoffs for the Phillies. Don't dig yourselves in a hole and be chasing the Braves. Don't have some of the same slumps that we did. Find ways to adjust out of those slumps and make sure that we can have a much more positive 2024. That's that's it, guys. That's all we need. That's all we need. That's all. And we're
1: having this conversation. (laughs) Look, even if they were bad, we would be talking about them, of course. But this is a good baseball team and team that's gotten to the World Series, of course, the Mm -hmm. um, the uh, NLCS again for the second consecutive year, unable to advance, which they should have, but unable to advance. We're talking about this because they're good. They're still going to be good. Now they have some hurdles. Dodgers, Braves, so many other teams that are mm-hmm. really good out there, some improvements being made. Arizona jumping up on people. Can they surprise again? But they're good, and that's why we're discussing the way that we're talking about. You may have 10, uh, like you said, and while we only have two, but it's because they have a lot of talent on this so baseball much talent. team. talent. They have a manager that generally I think most people trust and respect him for the, his decision-making. Mm-hmm. When you have 162 games – you're going to challenge what they do as a, as a coach or a manager. But I, I think for the most part, people really trust what Rob Thompson does. We're talking about it again because they are good. Correct. And we expect them to be good and we expect them to make another run.
0: They should. And they, and they absolutely have the talent alone to be able to do that. And that's where I like to just reiterate over and over again. We're not talking about major changes needed. Yes. I know Dave is in the chat, saying you know, things that are needed in terms of additions to the roster and changes, could not agree more, could not agree more that they could use more bullpen arms uh, and more outfielders, more guys that can just give you solid at-bats. But in terms of the current roster, if nothing else were to change, the Phillies have a roster talented enough to be able to go the distance. But it's a matter of can the Phillies make those tweaks as we get into a new year and we make some changes, can they make some changes that allow them to actually achieve that and get over that hump in terms of you know getting back to the world series and seeing and and winning a title so that's of course the end goal for all of us uh but as we are nearing the end of 2023 we are so far away from world series talk and and post-season talk for baseball Whereas we're still in off-season talk so for those of you that are tuning in thank you so much for joining us live if you're listening back on podcast platforms we appreciate you as well we will have uh, live episodes all week as we continue to unpack the close of the year, and uh, for those, just a reminder, Devon, thank you for joining you. us. As Jamie's this off for the fun. holidays, Devon's been filling. He's we've yeah. been on every show.
1: Yeah. I've done literally it, except for flyers, except for flyers. Mm-hmm. I love
0: that for you yeah so <laughs> just so making your fun. rounds I love that I love that and uh definitely make sure you're commenting subscribing tuning in we will be back live tomorrow on Wednesday at noon and then we have a 10 a.m show Thursday as well as a nice and early show Friday so getting you guys kicked off for 2023 as we continue to wrap up it's our Phillies wrapped as we continue to look back at the year and look ahead to 2024 so for Tyler Devon myself renee have a great rest of your tuesday enjoy your december 26th don't forget we'll be celebrating tyler's birthday tomorrow <laughs> did you just give yourself a thumbs down for your own birthday oh my gosh gosh you know what guys i'm working on it i'm working on it here more to come here with a great exciting birthday edition of pho Phillies podcast tomorrow have a good one guys